Welcome to the ECA podcast, Talking Pedagogies, a podcast emerging from the ECA National Conference in 2022 about identifying and declaring our unique Australian pedagogies. In an era of inquiries and reshaping of policy, it is now more important than ever to inform change by confidently claiming our pedagogies for the future of children's education and care experiences. In keeping with ECA's commitment to First Nations perspectives, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners on whose land we are joining you today and pay respects to elders past and present who have taught us about the importance of teaching and learning on country for thousands of years. Welcome back, everybody, to this fifth episode in our podcast series. It's Sandra Cheeseman here, and I'm with Catherine Hyden. In this episode, we're going to be exploring our fourth landing, technology. So, Catherine, this one's really puzzling me. Is it really one of our unique landings? Where are we with technology? This is what I want us to ask of everyone listening. Is this really one of our strengths? Well, Sandra, it's got me thinking too, because I see lots of technology out there. And I think it's a fantastic subject matter to talk about and take a big dive into. I wonder whether we are as unique as we think we are, or maybe there's some things we need to really explore here. But of course, that's why we're here, Sandra, to take a dive into this landing and invite all of our people to contribute their thoughts about this really important idea. Great. I'm so glad we're on the same page about this one. Because when I walk into a centre and see an electronic whiteboard being used as a coat hanger, I wonder how good we are. Very good point there, Sandra. Electronic whiteboards as coat hangers maybe not what they're intended to be doing. As we are building on our conversation from the 2022 ECA National Conference, we would like to remind you to visit the ECA Conference website and register to join in person in Adelaide or virtually. We do have a reputation as early adopters of technology, and we know this from talking to some of our technology companies. They love Australia because we dive on in. We embrace mobile phones much more quickly than other nations did. And we sort of have this vigour in early childhood educators, and we quickly responded to the potential for photos to tell the stories of children's learning. In services around the country, I think we are all use technology to document and to communicate And I think, yeah, some places are doing it a lot better than others in embedding it into children's pedagogies. And Sandra, one of the things that's really huge in a conversation that I know many people will be nodding as we say this, is that people feel a bit drowned by technology. So we're not actually using it in a way that empowers and inspires us, but a bit drowned by it. So I guess we've got to be careful where we land here, Sandra, because if we actually land here and say, yes, this is what we are really thinking is unique about us, then be careful what you wish for. Anyway, over to you, Sandra. What else have you got for us? Oh, absolutely. I think I'm thinking about the impact of COVID and we were spurred on to upskill and become a bit more fluent with our technologies. Many people did brilliant things like producing videos to share with families or connecting through uh, Zoom or other platforms. It became a really good way of communicating and probably making children's uh, learning more visible for families and for their extended family, even overseas. 
while others of us are still trying to find the password and get onto the NBN, so there's still quite a bit of inequity across Australia in how well we can actually connect and use technology. But irrespective of this, it's pretty safe to say that digital technology is the future in our practice. Is it just a means to documentation or is it a pedagogical feature? Are we in control? Are we using the most of those uh, tools available to us or are they starting to take over our own life? If I think about the head and the heart and the hands, technology is like the wicked problem of the 21st century. We know that our children are going to need to keep up with rapidly developing technological world. And so our heads acknowledge the importance of us providing technology for children to engage with and to master. But often our hearts are torn as we desire to see children spending their time in nature or being creative with their hands and real materials. And this is the feature of our last podcast episode. And so we enter into this really conflicting space. And I guess, Sandra, too, it's a good reminder that technology is a very broad space, is that it does involve digital technology, like you've already identified, and all of the incredible technologies that are available um, now as a result of our experience of COVID, for example. But also technology can be some of the things that are part of our spaces. Things like egg beaters are part of technology. So we need to probably think a little bit about definition. And again, that's probably where the updated early years learning framework and My Time Our Place gives us some really good reminders of what we actually mean by technology and that there is technology and digital technology. So it'd be interesting for us to keep thinking about what we mean when we use that big term. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Catherine, but I think that the big wicked problem for it is the digital space. I think we're pretty comfortable with other forms of technology. It's the digital space that gives us a bit of heartache. And so I think this could be the great divider in Australia. It seems that teachers and educators have very polarised views. It's either I love it or I hate it. And we argue really passionately one way or the other. We sometimes seem to think that we can't have it all and we have to choose. We have to choose for children to use technology or play in the outdoors. In fact, it is possible to do both. And I've seen wonderful nature programs that use digital magnifiers to show children an up-close view using technology. This is where we let those really beautiful transitions and we can have it all. We can have both. We've just got to do the intellectual work of making those connections. I've also seen children return from a day in a bush to jump onto an iPad and play an electronic puzzle. And so for children, it doesn't always have to be synchronised and connected. They can actually live in two different worlds really comfortably. They don't have the same hang-ups as we seem to have as adults. They meld their two worlds fairly seamlessly. I've really seen joy in a group of children working out how to program a bot, the puzzling, the problem solving, the conversations that go on. And it's such a sense of achievement for children when they make it work. The intellectual work of children working together on their program, their determination to get it the way they want it to be, and them seeing their control over the technology, I think is really invaluable for children, particularly in the early years. So this type of technology affords children the really tricky, abstract and complex thinking that we've probably previously thought is a bit beyond their capacities. And I wonder if sometimes we do underestimate the capability of children and particularly emerging 
technologies and children's exposures to those at ever younger ages. And I think we've probably all seen the toddler sitting in a pram with the iPhone flicking through the pages. They do have much greater capacity and capability, I think, than we think. But then there's those risks, isn't there? We must be mindful of the risks that come with any change, with any material, and it's not just technology. As teachers and educators, I think we've all had to find the courage to take ourselves to the unknown and be prepared to learn alongside children. And often I find myself with the children knowing more about the technology than I do. And I have to humble myself and become the learner. And I guess, Sandra, it too reminds us that there are some amazing practitioners out there, educators out there who have grown up with digital technologies all around them and whose confidence is incredibly high. And people like you and I need to lean into them and say, can you please help us figure out what to do and how to use this well? But also, I think you're right, we do need to help to work with families to help them understand how we use this effectively. And if it is indeed, and we're, I, don't, I think we're unsure about this, Sandra, if it is indeed a pedagogical landing for which we will be proud now and into the future, and that we will inform and share this with other people around the globe about what we do and how we do it, then we need to be confident that this is something that we can use for good and that it can be such a powerful way to support families to understand their children's learning and that educators feel that they're in a place where it can be a positive contribution to children's learning. But I, I feel like the jury is out here, Sandra. We're still not completely clear about whether and how this fits because, of course, our colleagues around the globe, I think about our colleagues in Reggio Emilia and their use of technologies in that space, I feel is quite sophisticated. So we're seeing glimmers of that perhaps in Australia, but maybe we need to think beyond the surface application as something that is much more profound. Yeah, and I think it is something that we can't ignore. I'm not quite sure we're there yet to be proud of it and call it uniquely Australian but I don't think it's something we can ignore. And it's really exciting to see the amount of research that's starting to emerge in Australia and the huge investment in researching in early childhood around technologies. The uh, Centre for Excellence for the Digital Child, one of the most highly funded research centres in Australia, and actually I think the world, is going to be groundbreaking for us. So I think it's almost like maybe it's an emerging platform. It's one that we can take hold of and take forward. So, Catherine, why do you think technology has taken off in some early settings and not in others? Well, I think it's often about the particular educators in that community, but also the families and children in that community, because I think of some of the communities that we are very much part of, and this is part of the everyday life that children lead. This is something that families value highly, so it's seen to be something that is of importance and therefore should be emphasised. And I think there are some other communities perhaps where this is not such a huge part of the community life. I think it's also about the appetite and enthusiasm, the heart, if you like, um, and the head of the educators. So if they're prepared to bravely go into a space like that, use technology in perhaps unusual ways, um, then that's why it might be more embraced. But I do know that there are some educators out there in various contexts who've made really substantial decisions about how they use technology. And I guess this goes to how it can support children in their learning. And I guess they're really engaging with some of the rigorous conversations and the research around outcomes for children in this space. So 
they're listening into the e-safety commissioner, they're thinking about what it might mean for children in terms of their everyday lives. So perhaps they've gone into that space with a bit more of a measured approach. But I think generally we've got perhaps a tendency in our early adopter to just embrace it really quickly without doing that rigorous work behind the scenes. And I think that's really important. And I hate to be a bit boring here, but this is about policies and procedures and making sure that you've got some of those really agreed strategies in place before you embrace and that you're doing that very important thinking process, which is why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? How does it support children? And again, our framework updates are giving us some indication here, but I would encourage our educators also out there, and I'm sure you and I are doing this all the time, is like read the room, <laughs> find out what's going on in your community, how important is this, how can it match to what the community values are, and how can we use it as part of the work that we do, perhaps in other parts of our landings, which of course means for me that maybe this is a landing that influences and shapes other landings. So it's not really a list, everybody. It's more like a sort of a connection of intertwined ideas, but more of that later, Sandra. Yeah, no, I really like that idea. I think that moving away from a list is a fabulous way to deal with these landings. I think this reminds me of bolting on because I think perhaps for many of us, Technology at the moment is the way we bolt on to a traditional program. And I guess the challenge for us is to work out how we use the technology as the tool embedded to bring rich opportunity for children. Because there's also that equity lens and we know that technology has enabled children in remote communities to connect more regularly with other children and with the teacher in much more sophisticated way than has happened before in sort of school of the air or kindergarten of the air. So there's, I think, lots and lots of opportunities to look through that equity lens and, yeah, to see, I guess, the potentials. We could all start to become a little bit more heartfelt and passionate about technology. And Sandra, this takes us to the end of this landing episode. We'd like to leave you, as we always do, with a couple of key questions. You can respond to these questions by visiting the ECA National Conference website. Click on the podcast tab and it'll take you to a place in a Padlet link where you can share your thoughts. So here are the questions. How courageous are you when it comes to introducing technology in your program? Tell us about that. Where do you sit on the divide between nature play and technology play? Fantastic questions. We look forward to talking to you in our next episode. Until then, take a moment to rate us on your favourite platform. We invite you to watch the recording of our presentation at the 2022 ECA National Conference. We need to talk about pedagogy. Is there a unique Australian way? You can view this on the ECA conference website by clicking the podcast button. While you're there, check out the conference website and don't forget to register. And we look forward to seeing you in person in Adelaide or joining us virtually. You've been listening to the ECA podcast series, Talking Pedagogies. The copyright for this material is owned by Early Childhood Australia and all rights are reserved. The ECA podcast is available to stream on all of your favourite podcasting platforms and on the ECA app.